Do you have I a do fan? That. Do you have a fan going? There is a fan in the attic I cannot control. It turns on with the temperature. It's sentient. Yes. It's got artificial yes. intelligence. Yes, Skynet. It, it, <laughs> oh, Bill's Bill's doing podcasting. It's time for me to run. <laughs> and now it's time to sit back and enjoy the two true freaks internet radio broadcast. Stop it! Disenfranchised by the modern comics industry, producer Paul Spitaro, Dr. Bill Robinson, and Scott H. Gardner now ply the time stream in a never-ending quest to rediscover and reconnect with that unique brand of fun and excitement that can only truly be found in good old-fashioned, randomly selected comic book back issues. Journey with them now. Back. Back to the bins. I got nowhere else to go! I got nowhere else to go! I got nothing else. Okay. Was he a great man? No. No. Was he a learned man? I did say to somebody the other day, do you know that if is the middle word in life? They just looked at me. Like, really? <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about? Why do I speak? People, a lot of people don't know that. And so, then there was, uh, not that this was a movie quote, but I, but I had a great, I, had, I thought it was a great comeback because one of the guys at work was saying something about, oh, he's talking to our boss and he's like, oh yeah, I got to go to the dentist, you know for for my teeth and i'm like oh, when are you going to see somebody about the rest of your face right <laughs> so he's, he's like oh and 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 then later he's like he says well how many branches of the of the ugly tree did you hit and i was like not many because you took them all out on your way down ahead of me <laughs> so i was like wham 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 another homer wham another homer <laughs> Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny, first base. Bugs Bunny, second base. So, if everybody's listening and you haven't figured out, this is Back to the Bins. Yeah. I'm Paul Spitaro, and that's Bill Robinson, the doctor. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. I only pretend to be. So, since we're going in, in the humor vein here. So, uh, we kind of have no focus today, but we're going to start off by reading a few emails. And let me see how far back we go here. I have one from Socrates in June that I'm going to start off with. It's only a, uh, if, like one if, line. If you hear some beeping occasionally in the background, uh, they... It's uh, just the my defibrillator. People, yeah, well, <laughs> the rest of the people in the house have discovered uh, I somehow got them convinced to buy an air fryer. Oh, I love so, the air fryer. So it's like, you know... What was it? Ben tried to air fry. Like they, they either took a pizza roll, or they like made. I think they also made their own version of 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 a pizza roll. Uh, all the cheese fell out. <laughs> well, the beauty of so, the air fryer is you get to pretend that you're eating healthy. No, it is healthy, right? And well, it's <laughs> healthy. It's healthier than oil frying. It's healthier. It's not necessarily healthy though. It's going to be better than we have been doing. 
So I got an email here from Socrates, our good buddy, mm-hmm. and it's dated June, 7, June 6th. And it says, hi, back to the bins. I noticed your feed has stopped. I don't have Facebook, Facebook, and I'm not up to date on bins news. I hope you guys are all right. Best regards, Socrates S. Alvarez. The third. In Tennessee. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Socrates. I, I assume you're kind of up to date now. I appreciate that you missed us. Uh, but, you know, we had our website issues going on for a while. And we're back to the bins. Aren't you missed us? We're back. I brought what my it's pencil. Worth. Oh, wait, no. That's that's probably too uh, too modern for you. So be, um, be the Van Halen. Oh, the Van Halen. Oh, no, that's yeah. that's not my cup of tea. Yeah. Okay. That's from Hot for Teacher. Anyway. I know I know the song Hot for Teacher. Oh, Actually, okay. I, I you know what I, I shouldn't even say that. I like Van Halen. I like a lot of Van Halen songs. Um, mainly, you know, I, I mainly only know the hits. I don't know any of the deep cuts. Now is that Van Halen or Van Hagar or Van whatever? I prefer. Is. I do prefer the David Lee Roth Van Halen. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, Sammy, there was they had some good songs with with Sammy yeah, Hagar. Sammy had a couple good songs. I mean, I liked Sammy before he went with Van Halen. So, and then I didn't care for what was his name Gary. Gary. Yeah, that the one. guy from uh, Extreme. Yes, more than I almost said Gary Sinise, but I don't think Lieutenant Dan was singing with Van Halen. Wait, no, 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 no. It was no, no. Something. Did he sing more than words? Yeah, but no, it's the his name isn't Gary. It's I thought it was Gary. No, is it something Betancourt? I don't think so. Oh, God, let's see now. Let's, Van I guess we'll have to give up and look it up. I'm I'm giving up and looking. Do you know Betancourt? Lead singers. Gary Sharon. No, that's his name. Sure? I am Did sure. He? Then who the hell am I thinking of? Well, he, there may have been somebody after Gary Sharon. I don't know. Because I don't think he lasted that long with them. Unless I just, like, made up a... No, Nuno Betancourt, Portuguese-American guitarist. Oh, maybe he was... Uh... Where the hell did well, that so, come? so, let's see. From 72 to 74, Eddie Van Halen was lead vocals. 74 to 85, David Lee Roth was lead vocals. 85 to 96, Sammy Hagar. Uh, 96, David Lee Roth came back. 96 to 99, Gary Sharon. 2003 to 2005, Sammy Hagar came back. And then from 2007 to 2020, Wolfgang Van Halen was the lead. Oh, no, he was backing vocals. Uh, David Lee Roth, lead vocals. Hmm. So David Lee oh, Roth has had, had a three-time uh, tenure. Okay, so Nuno Betancourt was with Extreme. So I would just had the wrong... Oh, he was on guitar, vocals, bass, keyboards. So he, he plays guitar, vocal. Oh, maybe he did it because that was a duet with the two guys, right? More than word. That was two guys singing it. So I think I had the uh, I had the wrong... Uh, uh, the guy the wrong there. Extreme. I had the wrong Extreme singer. Yeah, okay. but is that what? No, I'm good. I don't want any more fried things, please. Sorry, my wife was bringing me things from the fryer, and I'm I'm quite fried out. 
to be honest with you, they're hurting my teeth. <laughs> so, keeping moving with our email, just because I'd like to get some of this ready. Yeah. What? Uh, you don't like my tangents? <laughs> I love your tangents. You know My that. tangents are extreme. So, <laughs> on August 24th, Dan Teets wrote in about Logan's Run episode number six. Good morning, guys. Talk about meta. Listening to Scott read my email as I'm writing you an email about this episode. It is hard to believe that it was a year ago that the episode was recorded. Uh, it's not it's not that hard to believe if you see how my fellow podcaster's time schedule is on editing. Mm. I actually own a copy of this issue, which means I have one out of a thousand plus issues that you guys have covered. Sadly, I have not read it, but it is in but it is in my file to read. Thanks for continuing to make me laugh. Not an episode goes by that I don't laugh two or three times. And the mention of Tales of the JSA at the very end of the episode almost made me squeal like a schoolgirl. Almost. My wife was off and probably would have looked at me weirdly if I had, if I would have. Keep making episodes and I will keep listening. Your fan, Dan Teets, co-host of Be Kind Rewind. Uh, just, just for what it's worth, Dan, I, I prefer friends, not fans. Just for, you know. Right then, the meeting has officially come to order. Let us all say the pledge. I am a nice shark, not a mindless eating machine. If I am to change this image, I must first change myself. Fish are friends, not food. I don't think I don't think I don't think we're worthy of fans. But friends and listeners, that's fine. Unless it's hot, then I could always use a fan. Yes, that is true. So to, to correspond to that, because we, we just got an, a, an email on Logan's Run number six from uh, now I've lost John this. Hyatt. Well, we I actually can... we got one from nope. John Hyatt, and we also got one from Socrates. Oh, okay. We'll uh, so just we'll stick with that. But, but Socrates one makes me laugh for a different reason, because he wrote, Dear Paul, your excellent Alan Grant joke, Alan Grant joke had me on the floor in tears. Great show, as always. Looking forward to the extra TEC 27 show. I think that's, I think he means Detective Comics 27. Mm. Uh, best regards, Socrates. Now, the thing is, I have no idea what my Alan Grant joke was. It had him on the floor in tears, so I'm happy to hear <laughs> that. But I have no clue what it is I said that was amusing. Are we talking Alan Grant with comic books, or are we talking uh, Sam Neill from Jurassic Park? I don't. No, I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's Alan Grant. Alan Grant so, is from the name of Sam Neill in Jurassic Park, but hmm. I would have more familiarity with him than I would. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, it, I just, you know, this is the way podcasting works, guys. We record, and even if it gets edited quickly and put up, which is not the case with this, uh, by the time you move on to other things, you, you don't remember anymore. You just oh, I know. I've, I've had people say, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know what? I guess now I know how William Shatner or how he portrayed himself in uh, that uh, when he was on SNL and the guy's like, do you remember in the episode where uh, you were going into your safe? Uh, what was the combination? I, was like, I don't remember. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah, you said on a podcast this. I did. Oh, okay. I, I don't remember yeah, that. I'm, I'm finding it's more troublesome to me with uh, "Is It Yours" because I hate to be—I hate to contradict myself, but I, I can't promise that I'm not. 
well, especially you know when, I, when I'm reading different movies change and and you know? and there may be movies that I actually if I had to if I had to start listing them in order there may be movies that I ranked lower than some others and that if I ranked them in order I'd rank them below you know I'd rank them in a different mm-hmm. spot so you know yeah tastes change and it depends on your mood of the day and I hope you know sometimes I hope I hope people enjoy the reviews but I hope they take you know to some extent with a grain of salt because yeah, it's hard to put all this out and remember everything that you said. So sticking on the Logan's Run number six theory or theme, John Hyatt wrote in, Hi, Paul and Scott, your friendly fellow Logan's Run fan here with an email about Logan's Run number six. I've enjoyed the coverage, mostly been commenting on the Facebook page. I love the what if scenario you proposed in response to issue five. What if Francis had been chosen to fulfill the mission? Some fun speculation. It would have been nice to see one. On to the episode. I agree with you, Scott, that we don't need a sequel. And a continuing adventure is okay, but becomes a series like Commandy. The TV series continued the premise, but without the city being destroyed. Cover. I think it's a great cover. Great image of Logan and Jessica. It's an homage to issue one's cover and start the series over. Similar poses of Logan and Jessica. The background sets the background. Sets the background. Interesting ideas about Logan's run in Planet of the Apes, but it might be more likely to be set in the world of Commandy. I know different company, but it makes sense that it could be that world. I was not aware that Marvel got a note saying, um, we didn't authorize you to keep going, please stop, lol, but it makes <laughs> sense. Part of your discussion about the citizens was about them failing, falling into bedlam and rioting. One thing I remember about the citizens of the Dome City is that most of them were fine with the system. The runners were a minority. Recall that in the film, only just over a thousand people are unaccounted for out of thousands. So Logan imposed his morality onto this majority of people who were content with the way things were, are and happy to try for renewal. So I'm sure that there would be would certainly be chaos. Granted, though, Logan did not expect the computer to blow up and destroy everything. I'm sure he just thought he could convince people to refuse to go to Carousel, rebel against the system, and eventually overtake the Sandmen. Perhaps they would venture outside of the Dome and start up, but things didn't work out that way, and he ended up breaking everything. Oops. Way to go, Logan. By the way, the old man, the decrepit old thing with arthritis creases on his face, whatever, Paul's comment. I looked up Peter Ustinov, the actor who played the old man. He was 55 at the time of the film. 55. I see a lot of 55-plus now who do not look like the old man. Here, LOL. Good points about disarming and jailing of the Sandman, and good points overall about the story, the art, and the direction of the film. A lot of strange plot holes about flooding, the jailing, etc. Agree with you about the jail comments of the domed city. No jail. Anyone who is that much out of the norms of society was terminated. Overall, it's a good story for the time. I enjoyed it then because I loved the film. And I was just into a lot of sci-fi and comics, so at 11 or 12, I didn't put as much thought into why or how as I or you guys do now. I just thought it was great and was disappointed it was canceled. Good show. Thanks for the coverage. John Hyatt. And John actually joined us for uh, issue seven, uh, Mm. which one day will actually air on on our feed. I want to know fat people in Logan's Run. Oh. I mean, you know, if you could just, like, they just live the life of leisure, right? I mean, I guess, I don't know. 
Maybe I'm just you, reading too much into my own situation. Did you see Jessica's outfit? Fat people would not look good in that. Hey, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. And fat people would not look good in that outfit. Sure they would. Just saying. I'd look good, I'd look good in that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think I threw up a little myself. So... That's, that covers our uh, Logan's Run email. So now we can bring we can bring the email into the world of Bill. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So, uh, quick segue. Andy just covered the, uh, on a Palace of Glittering Delights, he just talked about the Logan's Run series. If you are interested in hearing that, go seek it out if you have not already done so. On the Palace of, the Palace of Glittering Delights. It's about a good half hour. It was a good episode. So yeah, I uh, I actually haven't listened to that yet, and I I actually have the series on a drive ready to watch, but I haven't watched it yet. With that catchy uh, theme song, do you remember the theme song? I, I seem to remember it just being like that futuristic <laughs> beeping sound. <laughs> it was mainly what it was with a like a you could barely hear. Then that stops for a little bit, and then there's an actual theme, and then it goes back to wee 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 wee. I can pretty much confirm for you that no one in my house is going to watch it with me <laughs> because of the annoying car alarm. Because no, I don't think I don't think anybody would have that much interest in it. So I'm going to have to just find my time when I have, t- you know, when I have the free time on my own, which is not always that often. Hmm. Well, I'll be thinking of you because I remember watching it first run. I know I saw some of it. I know, I know, I know. I've seen episodes first run, but I don't have any real memory of them. Oh, I don't have any real memories other than you know vague images and recollections. But yeah, I yeah. I think uh, Donald Moffat was in there, the guy that played in the thing. As the older camp leader, tall, skinny guy, big, bushy eyebrows. Yes, I know who you're talking about. I think you're right. Yep, yep. And uh, okay. what's his name? Gregory Harrison. Yeah, uh, who was he, in... he fits more my image in my mind of what Logan should look like, more so than Michael York. Uh, oh, maybe, well, I mean, if you go with that, he fits more into the role of uh, Francis than Logan. For his looks, yeah. at least. So true. Yeah. Anyway, enough segues. Want to take a piece of email? Bandits. Yeah, you want me to do uh, the next from Russell? Sure. All right. Let me uh, see if this opens. There we go, Russell Bragg. F dollar sign percent sign K Christmas twenty twenty. F Christmas. It's probably silly to wish you a Merry Christmas since I'm writing this in August. <laughs> Although it is closer to December 2021 than 2020, so I guess the greeting can still go. Hope all is well with you. If I remember correctly, I had fallen behind when this episode showed up in my feed. Well, plus, you know, the feed was a little screwy. So, And I did something that I usually don't do. I skipped ahead so I could listen right away. I finally did catch up again, but have fallen behind by two episodes. 
I'm sure I'll be Kurt again soon. You better. Or we're coming for you. No, anyway. Anyway, I really wanted to hear you talk about uh, Justice League of America 110, which I do own. I also covered this issue during one of my DC Comics Present shows Christmas episodes. Oh, without looking. About all I really remember is Hal Jordan slipping on a bar of soap in a shower. <laughs> I love Christmas comics. I don't think I have a favorite, but I have a volume of Archie Christmas stories and probably DC Comics Presents number 67, where Superman teams up with Santa Claus. And that would be in my top five. I have the two DC Christmas treasures, C-34 and C-43. I think uh, there's a Best of DC Blue Ribbon Digest. Uh, I even have all of the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Treasuries. Mm. As for our personal Christmas, Amanda didn't go out, but I spent Christmas Eve with my mom. Aw. I bought us turkey dinners from Bob Evans. Mm, delicious. And we watched some old Red Skelton and Perry Como Christmas specials. Well, yeah, yeah Perry Como. Uh, my, I mean, it's pretty. You just put an A on the end of that instead of an O. You know, pericoma. My brother and his family spent Christmas Day with her. I cooked breakfast on Christmas Eve night for me and Amanda and fixed ham with all the trimmings on Christmas Day. My brother had left for our parents under mom's. Oh, had left the parents. My brother had left all our presents under mom's tree, so I took them with me. You thief. It was the first and probably last time a man and I will have so many presents under our tree. It was a sight to behold. I know you guys were grumbling about Christmas during the show, but I hope you each had a nice one. It was different, I know, but it's still Christmas. How can you not enjoy it? I think this email is about long enough, so I will close. Thank you for entertaining me at whatever I was doing as I listened to it. Russell Bragg, Clarksburg, West Virginia. I'm glad that you and Amanda had such a nice Christmas, Rusty, and uh, I, I wish you a happy Christmas 2021 because it's rapidly approaching. Yeah, won't be long now. We are we are rushing headlong into. Uh, yeah, people are already throwing up the Halloween stuff. Yeah, well, ugh. and then it'll be turkey. It'll be Christmas. It'll be New Year's, and everybody will treat each other like shit. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Oh, my bad. So, what's what's an email from from Russell without having an email from Kirk? Kirk sent some Avengers Spotlight requests. Hi guys, you asked for, you asked for some mail for Bill, and I'm happy to respond. Got a few suggestions for the next Avengers Spotlights. There's about three more of the Caps Kooky Quartet Year issues. But two of them deal with Kang and introduce Ravana. It would be appropriate because of the Loki miniseries, and you could do sort of a score episode to cover these two issues. The other Doctor Doom issue in 25 is somewhat forgettable, except that the weak team bests Doom in Latveria in his home territory. This is the second instance of Doom showing up near 20, number 25. In the FF, it was FF number 23, not quite a match. But more seriously, the 12-issue Maxi from Series Avengers Forever is a great romp, but also touches on every aspect of Kang and Immortus, and does answer a few questions while setting up others. This might be good for a full year's worth of spotlight shows once a month. 
Glad to hear Bill from time to time, your, fr your friend Kirk. Yeah, we've talked about maybe doing Avengers Forever on an issue-by-issue -issue, uh, basis. <coughs> and I'd still like to do that, but I'm just not sure when we're going to get to it. And I'm not sure uh, with Bill's current status if he's interested in doing that with us. Avengers? You know What's what? that? Bill, Bill is here, so I can ask him. <laughs> oh, I just told you, Avengers? What's that? Mm. I think we already did Avengers 25, did we not? No, I don't think we did. You sure? No, I I but I don't think so. Uh, hmm. 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 You sound like Bugs Bunny looking at the uh, picture that Yosemite Sam drew. It stinks. <laughs> it stinks. Now, I'm still... Uh, I almost bought a couple Avengers comics the other day, but uh, they were still... Too expensive, and I was like, no, no. So you're, st uh, you're still in the boycotting uh, Marvel podcasting mode? Yeah, yeah, okay. pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Just for now, for a while. And, uh, yeah. That's okay. Whenever, you know, if if it goes on forever, that's your choice, and I, I will respect it. And if it ends at some point, that's your choice, and I will respect it. Okay. No, no problems either way. Uh, you want to do the Stargirl email? Sure. Also back, from Rusty. Back to the bins, number 459, Stargirl, from Russell Bragg. Hi, guys. Hope all's well. As I listened to this episode, I was not finished with the first season yet. That's okay. Neither are we. If I hadn't mentioned this before, I work the evening shift, so I pretty much have to DVR anything I want to watch Stargirl being one of them. I was watching faithfully until I got to episode six, the Justice Society. We must have had a storm or something because when I looked, it only recorded about 40 minutes. Ugh. I didn't want to skip over the episode because I was afraid of missing something. So I quit watching until I could get the Blu-ray. I found it on eBay for a good price and finally watched it. I was disappointed there were no extras, but I thoroughly enjoyed the show. As I write this, episode two of season two is on tonight, and I'll bring that. Remind me to bring that up at the end of the email. Hopefully, hopefully, hello, hope. Boy, that's that's like a hyperboil there, Paul. Hopefully, <laughs> it doesn't get chopped off. With your vast co comic knowledge, I was wondering how close the TV version of the character is to the comic version. I got no idea. Because uh, I have read some, but not a lot of Stargirl. I know when she's introduced. I just I've been reading some stuff with um, the JSA and and uh, Young All Stars and such. But I, how about you, Paul? Uh, I think Scott would probably know more about this than yeah, us. Yeah, no, I, I I'm not really up on the Stargirl. I know who she was kind of created for. Uh, of course, now I'm blanking on which. Our, uh, artist uh, was it Jeff Johns created her out of like a homage like, to his like based sister? on his sister wasn't it yeah 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 but yeah, I, I can't say I can't say I'm you know I've read some things with her in it but I can't it was all before this and I can't say I paid close enough attention to really know you know how well or how poorly they're hitting on it hmm. well okay so he says I know the comic Stargirl didn't create or try to recreate the JSA, but did she think she was Starman's offspring? I don't know. 
Uh, any other similarities? I'm not really familiar with the newer versions of the other heroes either. Our Man, Wildcat, etc. Et now, Wildcat, if I remember correctly, and it's been a long time, and again, if Scott was here, he would pull it right out of his hat or some, some other or, orifice. Um, Wildcat, I'm pretty sure, was in Infinity, Inc. The same character and everything. Same name, or close to it, uh, and it, and she was female. But I don't think she was a high school student. But I believe she was like, uh, was it Ted Grant's protege? No, wait, that's right. We did the one episode where she was in it, and yes, she was his. Yeah, she was his protege, and she becomes Wildcat. Uh, are they similar to the comic book versions? Hope this isn't spoiling anything, but I can't wait to see the Jay Garrick Flash show up. It would be something to watch. I guess that's all for now. I do hope you get to finish your retrospective very soon. Thanks for keeping me entertained. Russell Bragg, Clarksboro, West Virginia. Now, getting back to what I wanted to say about season two. I guess this is a season? You probably haven't been watching it, have you, Paul? I haven't. I've been DVRing it, but I haven't watched. Because they're calling it Summer School, and I don't know if it's a full season or not, because I think it's up to like seven episodes now. See, I wasn't sure if they were doing like a, a really short season, but it's still going. Uh, the last I saw was the last full episode I think I saw was episode six, but it's but it's called Star Girl Summer School. And yeah, it, I think a lot of these shows now, what they like to do is is break up the season instead yeah. of just you know showing them consecutively. They like to have you know a, a show a few episodes and then they'll. Uh, They'll have a break for a few weeks, and then they'll show a few more. Yeah, I will say, uh, don't think I'm spoiling anything for you on this, but uh, they do have um, the Thunderbolt is in it, and the Shade is in it. Well, we did speculate that the Thunderbolt was possibly coming. Yeah. So that just bears out what we were already saying. And also uh, Eclipso, because what that was at the end of the season, because uh, what's her name had the uh, the diamond, the uh, the female antagonist. Oh, I can't remember. I'm blanking on her name now. The, the one that was the daughter of uh, the Dragon King. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. name either, but I know what you're yep. talking about. So, yep. Yeah, I will have to get to those. So we have another email from Dan Teets, and it's titled BTTB 479, Superman Animated Top 5. Hey, Paul, Scott, and insert third host name here, LOL. Bill, let me say... I wasn't on for that. You saw it, you're still a host. Uh, let me say, he didn't specify what host I had to put in. Uh, let I'm me say, first of all, that I love that every week I have a new episode of BTTB waiting for me on Saturday morning for me to listen to on Monday. The way that you keep episodes in queue to be released is what I hope to one day do with my podcast, but unfortunately I'm still doing it week by week. But enough about me and my podcast, Be Kind Rewind, uh, listed as Be Kind Rewind DMP on almost all the streaming services. When I saw that this current episode... When I saw when I saw that this was the current episode, it made this 46-year-old heart leap. As you can tell by my age, I missed out on being a kid when the show first aired, 
but growing up on Thundercats, G.I. Joe, and He-Man, and She-Ra, I was excited to see the next generation of cartoons air, and I think I first started watching both Superman and Batman when they rebroadcast of the Cartoon Network. I think my first Superman comic was The Toy Man, so to hear it as one of the host's top five made me really happy. I cannot wait wait to watch these with my son, as he's already been exposed to Superman the motion picture on Father's Day weekend. Unfortunately, he was not too excited to see Christopher Reeve fly across the screen for the first time, but I think after numerous viewings, possibly every Father's Day, he will come to be a fan of the red, yellow, and blue like I am. I can't wait to hear your top five on Justice League, as they were also a part of the Cartoon Network block with Batman, Superman, Young Justice, and Green Lantern series that only lasted for a year. Keep making great content, and I will keep listening. Until next time, Dan, co-host of the Be Kind Rewind podcast. I don't know if we're making great podcasts, but we are making podcasts. So, Hmm. that I I can do. I do have a little story I can throw in since I wasn't on that. Uh, So, when the, uh, the Superman stuff was coming out, I was working construction. So, I would work... Um, work, you know, eight, eight, nine, ten hours a day doing construction. I wouldn't even go home because I was also in the apprenticeship program to become an electrician. So I would get done, and I found out that one of the other guys that did the electricians the thing that I I worked with, he had, uh, yeah, because I would get done and I would just hang out in my car. I would sleep in my car before the class, which was. You know, there was about a three-hour block between getting out of work and going to this class. So there's no point in me driving 45 minutes to go home to turn around and drive back. So I just had to find some ways to keep myself busy. So I come to find out that he's uh, he's got an apartment nearby, and he's like, well, you just crash at my place before you, you know, before we go to school at night. And, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, great, thanks. So we get over there, and, and the first day I'm there, he turns on the TV and and he's he puts on it was I think at the time it was like the Batman and uh, Superman animated hour mm-hmm. or and so we would sit there and watch the cartoons usually drinking a beer fall asleep wake up like an hour or two later go to school so for for quite a while that was my existence in the afternoons was work work Batman Superman beer sleep school go home <laughs> fun times fun times it sounds like fun to me yeah but you know i was uh 20 like 25 27 years old <laughs> i gotta watch some comic i gotta watch i gotta watch some cartoons before i go to school <laughs> after working and sweating all day yeah pretty much yeah but yeah, so you, got, you know, I, we we talked about those a little bit on the show, but I I was late to the game on those also, and I I, mm. I regret that because I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I had seen it develop slowly. I did enjoy it, no question, mm-hmm. but I think I would have enjoyed it even more. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, the voice of Granny Goodness passed away oh, just yeah. recently. Ed Asner. Yeah. He's been 90 for like the last 15 to 20 years. Oh, I know. Years. Every time I've been seeing him, I was like, he's still alive? Jeez. He's hanging in there. I mean, Jimmy Carter's got these guys beat. Jimmy Carter just turned 97. Unbelievable. 
those peanuts, man, they'll keep you they'll keep you young. Apparently. That that and that Billy Beer. Some seventies references for the for the older folks out there. So we are down to one piece of email, Bill. Oh, uh, okay. You want to do it? You want me to do it? Oh, I thought you already piece. did. It. And we Which got one more. Uh, where'd it go? I closed the, the window. Okay, I closed I'll, the window. I'll just read it. I'll just no, read wait, it. wait. I was gonna make espresso. I'm gonna make espresso. Espresso. Man, it takes forever to sing the open. Is it the Frank Robbins one or another That's one? That's the one. Oh, we'll go ahead and read it because this is not opening. It's okay. not even logging in. Once again from Rusty Bragg, and this will get us all caught up on our email. Hi, guys. Mine is Dr. Bill. Joke what? is on I'm you, right Rusty. Here. Dr. Bill is here. Excellent episode as always. I had mentioned to you in Facebook Messenger messages that I did catch up again on my bins episode. To be perfectly honest, I cheated a little and skipped ahead to your Christmas episode when I wasn't quite there yet. I really wanted to hear your opinion on Justice League 110 since I too had covered it as one of my DC Comics Presents show Christmas episodes. I'm sure I will email you about that episode separately sometime, which we've already read. On to this episode, number 470, where Paul <laughs> talked about Captain America 180, and Scott talked about Ghost Number 112. As you were talking, I was almost almost sure that I had the Captain America trade for Paul's issue, and that maybe Scott's issue was in one of those Blue Ribbon Digests featuring Ghost. I was wrong on both accounts, but you guys are used to me not having any of the books you talk about. Anyway, I enjoyed both of your books. I did see that Paul's book is covered in a trade that I need to get, Captain America and the Falcon Nomad, covering 177 to 186. There you go, making me buy books again. As for Scott's, his was fun, and I was intrigued by the Booth story, too. I may not get the comic, but I can always see if I can find it on a certain website I can go to for comic reading when I don't have a book. You probably know the one. I know. I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway, I wanted you to know that I'm still out there listening to the show, even when I can't find the time, the time to write. Hopefully I can get to some other past episodes and write about those in the near future. Thank you for keeping me ent- entertained. I don't remember what I was doing when I, this time when I listened. <laughs> Russell Bragg, <laughs> Clarksburg, West Virginia. Thanks, Rusty. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. And uh, you yeah, can we're, not keeping, we're not, apparently not any... keeping you entertained at work any longer. <laughs> you, can, you can write in in whatever order you want. Yeah, we appreciate the the feedback from you and from virtually everybody who does take the time. Uh, you know, you you've probably heard. You know, most of the time we get positive feedback from the listeners. Every once in a while we get something that's not quite so happy. Uh, and I'll be totally honest with you. I'd rather everybody loved everything, but I'd also rather people didn't pretend to love it. So when people don't, I don't mind. I don't mind them letting us know what they don't like. Uh, I prefer it to be, you know, a, a respectful, uh, instructional email and not, you know, nasty. But other than that, I'm happy to hear from people, you know, no matter what their opinions are. So what have you been doing uh, comic book-wise lately, Bill? Uh, well, I have, uh, I finally cataloged all my comic books with the CLZ app. I have it in my seems collect- to me like that's once a year or so that you have to go no, back and no, no, redo no, it. No, 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 no. 
I never fully cataloged everything. This is now everything. All indies, all DC. Because Scott came over about a year and a half ago. I think it was about that long ago. And helped me get them all organized in, like, pockets like we had we did marvel we did dc indie uh i actually had i i already had the avengers and the fantastic four and iron man uh already broken out of that and and he, as we went through and we found more of those we i had about 75 percent of those cataloged but only about 50% of those in order, if you know what I mean. Like, I, I, I knew I had them, but they were all shoved into boxes together. Mm-hmm. So I've finally now gone through through every single box and organized everything in place where it should be. So I have, like, an X-Men section. I have individual boxes with individual runs. I have Avengers, Fantastic Four, Captain America boxes, etc. Then I get about nine miscellaneous Marvel boxes. Um... Uh, you know, a bunch of JSA, JLA. So anyway, all total, all my comics I have in my collection right now is 13,087 books. And I, I have probably about a good two to 300 duplicates or things I've already decided to get rid of. So, and then, but I don't know how to get rid of those. <laughs> so I have to... Uh, now spend the time to see if what if anything's worth something maybe do some finagling with scott i don't know maybe see if he wants to put them on his um uh, since he's got a bigger ebay presence than i do figure out something with him um so that's 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 where i'm at with that uh was fine i found some gems some things i wanted to read i read the entire uh 10 issue series of agents of shield uh, the comic book, which closely mirrors the show in some ways. I also did a complete rewatch all seven seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the series, which I must say I highly enjoyed now. And I didn't realize how many things that they began laying the groundwork for right in the first season. That it was, oh, OK, that's where this is going to pay pay off and, and i really love that i really love that series that would be something that i would uh, uh and the, I, I mean the tv series and and the comic series wasn't bad either i had a weird weird run with the tv series where i'd watch it and i would start to get into a storyline and i would enjoy it and then the storyline would end and i'd be disinterested at that point hmm. and and i and it would just it was a repeat rep, you know like a repeating uh process that would just you know it would happen again and again and i'd have to like kind of force myself to stay with it to get back into the next story i i don't think you know i i have been wanting to rewatch it and, and give it a, a full shot again because i did fall off probably i think around the fourth or fifth season um, well but but yeah, I, but was... but i feel like the thing that they didn't do well was the transition from one storyline to another hmm Hmm. I don't know, because there was season that was kind of like each season was uh, the season was broken into three different parts. I want to say that was like the Ghost Rider, uh, the Ghost Rider, the f- framework, which was like Agents of Hydra. Um, and I can't remember what the third part of that season was. 
and then later they went and well I didn't if you dropped off at a certain point I don't want to spoil anything for you but it, it got pretty deep with uh you know like fall, like falling down a rabbit hole so mm-hmm. I don't know I I think you should uh maybe it'll be our next project no I'm just kidding <laughs> although oh. those those seven seasons the last two seasons I think were shortened Actually, the last three might have been short. The the last one was only like thirteen episodes. And the one before might have been only sixteen, and then like they were down to like twenty two and twenty three. But like the first couple seasons were solid, like twenty four, twenty six episodes, which probably really could have been uh, trimmed down. You know, because a lot of shows. I think that's. I think. <laughs> I think that's the problem with The Flash, to be honest with you. I have stopped watching The Flash. I don't even know or care what's going on right now. It's just because it's so it's gotten so repetitive and so, oh, 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 oh Barry, oh, Iris, oh, we oh, we screwed up. Oh, I ruined everything. Oh, we fixed everything. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that's kind of what I felt about that show. And and eventually I stopped watching. I really, really enjoyed it when it first came on. And yeah. over the course of, whatever, three seasons, four seasons, it just kind of, you know, kind of lost me. And and that's that's become like a common theme. The same thing with The Walking Dead. You know, oh, I don't even watch The Walking Dead until... Uh, like I've been ke- I've been keeping up a lot with Fear the Walking Dead, but I wait until it all comes out and I binge the whole season on because uh, that usually comes out on Hulu. I haven't looked to see if the latest season of um, the Walking Dead is on because one comes on Netflix, the other one comes on Hulu, and I don't know where the Walking Dead, the World Beyond, or World Tour, or whatever the heck they call it, that third series that yeah, I don't. No, I, I didn't even know I, there was a third series. Yeah, the world beyond, or uh, new world order, or uh, can I take your order? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's got a bunch of kids in it, and the kids live in a like they grew up in settlements. Yeah, it's. I have no idea. It, it, I only it, know about. I only know about it from listening to half hour wasted Legion of Dudes, The Walking Dead TV podcasts talk about it they're still doing fact, that i didn't even know oh yeah sure oh yeah before. yeah they're up to like episode 321 wow Be- because th- because they cover all three shows um and um in in fact i know what's going to happen before i watch it because i listen to them then it takes a while for it to come out on st- streaming so by then i watch it and i i kind of know what's going to happen but i'm like is this going to happen here now so yeah I'm still enjoying it, especially Fear of the Walking Dead. To me, that it seems to be the better show right now. And it's funny because when that came on, and I was never oh, into yeah. that show, but when it came on, yeah. people oh. thought, you know, were, were very dismissive of it. The first season, eh, not so much. The second season, again, eh, yeah. The third season, yeah. And then it started getting better. And I have to say it's better. Now, is it believable? Hell no, it's not believable. Some of the. Let me just say this. End of the last season involved a nuclear submarine and launching missiles. Okay. <laughs> You're not yeah. making me feel like I want to watch it more than I did. <laughs> it's so insane, you have to watch it. It's kind of like that. 
I'll take so. your word for that. Yep. So, uh, I mean, do we talk about the other thing, or should we wait until another show? It's up to you if there's anything. I'm just trying to think if there's any other comic things. As far as I mean, as far as comic shows, I've been watching. You know, the Marvel on Disney Plus. I've been watching What If. I was watching. And what I have to say on that is just one comment: is shame on you, my friend Tom DJ, for putting a spoiler on Facebook about a What If episode. Oh, which one did he put up? Uh. Well, this week's episode, which I haven't watched yet, and Tom, and, you know, I, I, you know, I like Tom, but I, I, I usually expect him to show more discretion. In this, ah. he, he, he commented on the end of the episode and what happened. I don't even want to say it in case somebody hasn't watched themselves, because I don't want to, I don't want to be guilty of what I'm complaining about Tom doing. Ah. Uh, but I was, I, I was yeah. a little surprised to, that he did that, because, like I said, I, 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 I think. I, I think the thing is, Tom is like yourself. He's he's disenchanted with Marvel and Disney, uh, and I think you know if he had a chance to throw a little dig their way, he wanted to, uh, mm. and and he probably was so excited to have the opportunity to do it that he kind of lost track of the fact that some people would like to watch the episode first. Mm. Well, I will say, and you're going to be like, but Bill, how were you watching Disney if? You oh well, let's just say my sister-in-law had a subscription, but she didn't renew it. So now I'm not watching anything. I'm not watching what if I'd only watched up to the last one with Thor, Party Thor. Yeah, I mean I'm getting a kick out of the show. It's you know it, yeah, but even so, some of them were still kind of like well, I mean what if was always uh, you know, and everybody died. <laughs> and, and what if is always, you know, dependent. And we Scott and I did a score what if episode, uh, but it, it was always dependent on not only the quality of the writing, but the quality of the concept that they picked up for that particular issue. You know, it, it was always going to sink a swim individually because you weren't going to get the narrative flow that you do in other series. Right, right. So it's, yeah. it's, you know, the, the um, cartoon is going to have a similar uh, thing to it, unless, as we record this, I think there's either one or two episodes left to go, unless they're going to mm. do something that's going to tie those multiverse things together to kind of make them a part of well, see, the that's whole what multiverse I was thinking doing because the, the way they've been ending them, that they may tie together. It just seems like that's a rather odd place to end. Oh, that's another odd place to end. Hmm. Like the the end of the zombie one and then the end of uh, the Doctor Strange one. It's like, you know, this could they could tie the, you know, I'm wondering if they're going to tie them all together or some of them. So I guess somebody will see. Not me, since I have no access. Well, and so far, I've still not gone to see, let me pronounce it the way they do, uh, Shang-Chi. Which I'm, I understand is not actual proper pronunciation because there is no proper pronunciation because it was a made-up name for the comic book. But anyway, uh, I haven't seen it yet because I'm still uh, reticent to go to a movie theater. So people are actually calling it Shang-Chi? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was somebody like making fun of it because no, the guy's name what is Sean in the, in the movie. 
and that that's were... what they've determined is the pronunciation for the movie. Oh, so, oh okay. Uh, again, it's it's fine. I don't really care. But I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I was pronouncing it wrong all these years because there is no right pronunciation. And apparently, uh, I always thought it was Shang Chi. Yeah, actually, I, I I had thought as a kid, I had thought the C was silent, and I thought it was Shanghai. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you could. could I'm not that. saying I'm not saying that was right. I'm just saying that's what I thought. Well, I think I told you the story about for years uh, until I actually well, because I read Star Wars as as a comic book and as a novel before I saw the movie. So the first time, I mean, God forbid, I would see a word in print and not know how it's uh, pronounced, right, Paul? Oh yeah. Hyperboil, anyone? <laughs> so, the first time I saw the word rebellion, rebel lion. Rebel lion. I like rebel that. Rebel lion. The rebel lions. <laughs> but big giant cats. I don't get it. The rebel lions. The rebellion. What the heck's a rebellion? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it, it can happen. It can happen. Just like misunderstood song lyrics. You oh, know. yeah. I, I find misunderstood song lyrics to be particularly amusing. I never knew that CCR was singing Sweet Hitchhiker. I thought they were singing Sweet Aunt Jemima. <laughs> Sweet Aunt Jemima! I, I, I can't even remember what song it was, but I just remember I, I remember like at, at high school age arguing with one of my friends about a song lyric and you know, he couldn't tell what whoever it was, I think it was an Elton John song, and he couldn't tell what he was singing in the song. And he substituted like a gibberish word. And when I told him what the real word was, and the real word actually made sense with the (laughs) lyrics, whereas his word was gibberish, and he actually argued with me. (laughs) And I was like, really? Is that that the mountain you want to fight for? (laughs) Well... And not to go with a food motif, but I swore for years that Rolling Stones got to roll me macaroni. Macaroni! I'm like, why is Mick Jagger singing about macaroni? And no of wonder all, Of all fat. songs, the one that I think I heard the most mis- mistakes on, back when Saturday Night Fever was in the movies, the song More Than a Woman... I heard people say strawberry woman and I can't even remember like what other things, but there was like probably 15 different things I heard instead of more than a woman. Mm. Yeah. Steve Miller band, uh, fly like an Eagle. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I, for years I thought he said he was, he, he wanted to shoot the children with no shoes on their feet. Yeah, well, like, why damn, you? that. I'm like, that's kind of cold, dude. Shoot the children. <laughs> I had no idea he said shoo the children. I, it just, you know, duh. So misunderstood song lyrics. And, of course, the greatest misunderstood song lyrics song ever, unless you have the words to it. And I, I, until I read the No One Here Gets Out Alive uh, biography of Jim Morrison, I did not know what the lyrics were to L.A. Woman. No, no f- it was just look look around LA woman that's all I got was LA woman <laughs> I 
What is he saying? I don't understand. So, ah, it's comics. So, yeah, I got a bunch of comics. Uh, oh, and I whittled them down. It's like, the reason I have like four boxes to get rid of and probably more as we go is because, man, I, I now, see, now I've got to do the, like you and Scott were talking about on the episode, look at it and go, why do I have this? Why am I keeping this? Yeah, that's always a good how, question. How much space, you know? Why is this taking up space? And, you know, I had a bunch of Aquaman side that I threw in, like, peep. I kept the, like, one of the miniseries. I kept a couple where he first loses his hand. But I'm like, why am I now going to go and hunt down this entire series? For what? Why? Pourquoi? It's like, no, it's just not worth it. And I'll keep a small section. It's like, okay, I got the first 12. That's what I'm keeping. Anything yeah, else I, after that? No, I think I that's care. a good way to work it. Sometimes when when I, you know, I I think I told you that even with much larger blocks that I would just pick an arbitrary number that okay, this is where I cut it. Mm-hmm. And and that's it because otherwise it just gets silly sometimes. Although well, because with certain of the more limited series, you know, an issue a, a book that you know had. 25 issues in total or 30 issues in total i never I, you know i didn't really see a need to uh to cut those you know and, and i would try and get all of them oh yeah yeah no i kept a lot of those but but it's like i'm I, i'm not gonna it's, it's like i'm not gonna fall down the aquaman rabbit hole because it's like all right i got a couple i got the ones that i was initially interested in yeah it'd be nice to have them but i don't have the space and i don't have the interest and i don't have the money so somebody's got to go. It's the uh, uh, the trifecta. Yeah. So and I did find a couple others that, you know, so, so uh, like I've got the whole run of uh, Dazzler. So I'm like, am I am I gonna read this? I haven't put it in in the ditch it pile, but I'm like, mm, it's only 36 issues. <laughs> I keep my Dazzlers? I think I did. Well, yeah, well, because plus we have the signed ones by, um, uh, oh, shoot. What was the artist? I can't remember. It was, oh, um, he was a cover artist, and he also yes. did, cover, yeah. Painted cover artist. Yes. He also um, did that uh, Star Trek one that. Bob. Uh, Bob Larkin? Bob Larkin, that's it. Yeah. He was a nice See, guy. I, I have issues 1 through 30 of Dazzler. I think plus, it's only 36. plus issue forty two. So oh, forty two. All right, I think that's where it ends. But I I have no burning desire to get thirty one through forty one. Well, the only reason I think I even finished it off is because I got them all for a dollar. You know, and you gave me the first issue, <laughs> so it cost me like forty one dollars to get all those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to finish a complete run of Rom. Now I'm like, why? <laughs> Was it just because I was looking for something to hunt? No, see, so, I, I just I just finished out. Scott actually finished out my ROM run for me. I needed three issues, and he sent them to me. Uh, and I, I, ROM is an excellent series, so I'm happy to have all of it. But see, like now, I'm looking at my Captain America books, my Hulk books, and I'm thinking, I don't have a lot of them. Why do I want to start going after them? I mean, because I've got them. In one form, I mean, I've I've got trades, I've got digitals, you know, like when uh, uh, those, like I've got them on DVDs when those came out, 
So why do I need to go get the physical copies? There's no reason. It's it's just really a waste of my money. So now I'm like, why am I even keeping the ones I have? I don't have a strong emotional. There might be one or two issues I might have an emotional connection to. Outside of that, why do I have them? It's just because because there was a big portion of my life to where I was collecting every single thing that came out. And that's why I have so many. But I don't have the like like we said, the space and, and the money to keep buying comic books, especially now. I mean, I came so close to picking up, um, like I said, I, I I was in a store. There was a couple new issues of The Avengers Volume 8 that I was like, oh, yeah, because I stopped getting them at like issue 42 or something. And they're up to like 47 or 8 or 50. And I was like, oh, well, I could buy two. And I and if I get two, I get one for half price. I'm like, no, no. If I don't find them in a dollar thing. You know, I, heck, there's some Avengers books I have I haven't even read. So why am I buying more I'm not going to read or get to? Well, that I mean, that's something that I, I, I've i given up for the most part, except for, you know, if it's something I think is special to me or whatever. But I've given up on spending significant money on books. And, and I, I, I kind of laugh at it sometimes because what do new books go for now? Four ninety five, something like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Easy. And mean, meanwhile, like I don't want to spend more than like two dollars for most of the books I buy, and, yeah. And, I, and I'm looking for ones, you know, specific books that I want that you think uh, would certainly have far more value to me than these new books that they're charging five dollars for. Yeah. But I'm still not well, willing like, to spend more than two dollars on them, you know, like unless last, you know, like I said, unless it's a special issue for some reason. Well, last weekend I picked up. I went to a bookstore that's only open. On the weekends now, from like 10 to 3, it's that place I took Scott years ago where the guy did, the guy had like a, it, it was like a bookstore on the side of the road, but it's, I, I think he lives in a house behind it, and this is his business just on the weekends or whatever. He's got a lot of nice old books in there and a lot of comics, and this is the one I think it was the, the like Marvel Childers or whatever, and the guy went to whip out the price guide. But it's not as bad as that other place. Plus, now he's got a lot of them already priced. So I went back there. I picked up two comic books. I picked up Justice League of America, Volume 1, number 208, which now that I have that, I have Justice League Volume 1 all the way back to, like, issue 198 solid, which isn't a big run, but it is still hard to find. So that was the only one I was lacking above issue 200 so and then i also picked up uh dare uh defenders number 96 so now i have the defenders all the way back to like issue solid run back to like issue 26 and then i that one i have the complete run on yeah yeah so i'm i'm close see i'd like to finish that i know i'm never going to finish the justice league but I'd like to get back as far as I could do at a reasonable price. The Justice League book was only two ninety five. The Defenders book was one ninety five. And he already had a sticker on it and he didn't pull out his price guide. So I'm like, sold. You pull that price guide out, I'm walking out the door. Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing I've gotten into now, because I've cleaned up all my comics and made a lot of space, is I'm getting into books. I'm going back and I actually I started to reread some books that I've got 
that that the series continued on and I'm rereading the series now like a book I hadn't read in 30 years it's almost yeah. like it's a new book <laughs> yeah pretty much I'm like as I'm reading I'm thinking yeah I think this happens oh yeah it did <laughs> <laughs> so um, but I'm not going hog wild crazy with that either I'm not buying every hardback book I see, but there's like a couple series that like Robert Jordan, uh, the wheel of time. I have, I had like the prequel and then 12 out of the 14 novels. So I only need two more books to have that whole set. And that's getting ready to be a, a show on, uh, Amazon prime. So, um, you know, so i I'm going after books different different series uh steven r donaldson i'm trying to get all of his books because uh i always read his stuff when i was in the navy and actually shit when i was in high school i used to read him i've got all his books until i guess he's got a new series out now man i forgot what kind of a perv he is too it's been so long since well i'm reading a book going oh oh hey, oh oh okay yeah i i guess uh he did describe that uh that kind of graphically kind of forgot that whoops oh i'm shocked my senses are shocked by these by this this torrid book I'm reading. Yeah, what, what is it, Gulliverana, or whatever that was? That we were <laughs> well, yeah, it's not as graphic as that. No, so I'm reading like Stephen R. Donaldson. I'm trying to find Stephen, a lot of Steves, Stephen Bruce, which he's a uh, he's got a series of books with a like a oh you could say it's. Uh, He's got a familiar. He knows sorcery, and he's a thief, and he can talk to a uh, like a type dragon type thing called a Jerig. The first book was called Jerig, and then there's this this land or this uh, fantasy kingdom where there's like twelve houses, and and there's going to be a book for each house. And I guess it should, and probably another. And I've gotten about three quarters of the books, and I just found another one tonight at a bookstore for seven dollars. Big question here. Yeah. Are you getting these books, or are you reading these books? Well, I will read them eventually, while I still have eyesight. So, yes. Oh, no, no, because I've started to reread them. I can't reread them all at one time. So, yep, I'm reading them. I'll read them as mu- as long as I can. That's the key. Yep. But otherwise, still... to me, there's, there's no point in getting them if you're not going to read them. Yeah, no, and like I'm going after some Star Trek books uh, from the New Frontier. Uh, yeah, the the New Frontier books was like was a Peter David offshoot with characters that he created. Right, I remember so, seeing those. Right, and I never I've got, read any of them, but I remember I've them. Got almost three quarters of those, and then you know I I I fell out of buying books about a decade ago, so I'm a decade behind. So I've been hitting up used bookstores and filling in the gaps. The other thing from us covering Star Trek and the animated show, I've been trying to get those logs, Star Trek log, which mm-hmm. is the one that has the animated. And I've been right. going after the James Blish because I had three out of like 12 books fr- from the original series that do the episodes, you know, uh, written by. Um, oh, yeah, because Alan Dean <laughs> Foster. Foster Brooks. Uh, Alan Dean Foster Brooks. Somebody, somebody will get that. It was it was because I hiccuped. So 
he did all the uh, the novelizations of the animated series, and James Blish did the majority of the um, uh, the original series. And then I'm also trying to get all the original novels that were printed before they had the big relaunch in the 80s where, uh, like, Bantam and Timescape, like, all the old ones you see, like Spock Messiah, Spock Must Die, The Price of the Phoenix. I only need two more of those books, and I'm done, and I'll have all the original uh, books. So, so now, yeah. Do you, I, do you find, I, do you, find I, you enjoy the, uh, the early Star Trek novels? Because I, I read very few of those. But my experience with those always seemed to be that they were very, very light on content. Uh, it's been a while since I've read them, I will admit. I do remember um, there was one and one that had a sequel, uh, uh, The Price of the Phoenix and The Fate of the Phoenix. That one I remember pretty well, that it had some meat. There's another one called The Galactic Whirlpool. And then there was... Uh, Star Trek The New Voyages and The New Voyages 2, which was a bunch of short stories written by uh, different authors, mm-hmm. which I remember I remember reading that, God, as like an 11 or 12-year-old kid. I still have that book. So those I kind of remember having an impact. Yes, so some of them I think are, you know, not that uh, great, but, but yeah – it's a smaller obsession than going after thousands of dollars worth of comic books. I'm going after some, some novels here and there. So trying to get the rest of the Frank Herbert Dune novels and the, the follow-ups. Cause I already had almost all of those anyway. So, yep. Well, I don't want to say too much more because we might have something for a show later. All right. So I guess, We'll call we'll call it on that for now. Uh, that that that'll be our the end of our of this chat this week's chat. I hope everybody enjoyed listening to us as we did our email and discussed our buying habits and ranted and raved for a little while. Well, uh, next time, kitties, as a, as a teaser, what does Doctor Bill think of the Babylon Five reboot, and will he play a squid game? <laughs> Here's something for you to wait for. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, thanks, Dr. Bill, for joining me. Oh, as always, it is, it is a pleasure. Hi, everybody, and bye. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at twotruefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of DiManzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. So, oh, so what is this? Back to the bins? Where are we? We are back to the bins. We are back to the bins. Bum, 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 bum. No, that doesn't work, does it? Not really. Wait, we are binsers. Bum, 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 bum. Like we are farmers. I, I did figure that one out. <laughs> I want to make sure that you, you know, you knew what I was talking about.
But the bump, the bump, 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 bump doesn't go well, does it? Goes wonderfully. Yeah. Well, then that's it. That's our new theme. All right. You just, you know. We are Bidzers. Bum, ba dum, bum, 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 bum. That will be a uh, a bumper. <laughs> no, really? That's all I am is a big giant bumper for you. Bumper boy. <laughs> <laughs>